Let us hear the reading of God's Word. It is from Isaiah 61.10 through 62.3. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exalt in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with garland, and a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown to, be, to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest, until her vindication shines like the dawn, and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall, shall see your vindication, and all the kings your glory. And you shall be called by a new name, that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, a royal deism in the hand of your God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, um, we are in Advent, which seems like we are flying through this year quickly. In Advent, Christmas, next week we're going to have a triple-decker, we're going to have Epiphany, the Baptism of the Lord, and Communion all on one Sunday. So we are condensing this year quicker than I would like to. But in Advent, if you remember, we traveled to Bethlehem to the Nativity through the Old Testament and through some prophets that several of y'all may not have been familiar with. We did not use the typical writings, the familiar writings from Isaiah, except when we lit the candle, and that was on purpose. We studied prophets in the book that you may not have been able to find where that book was, because they just weren't books we were familiar with. We started with Jeremiah, that was probably the most familiar prophet we talked about during Advent. We started with Jeremiah and we discovered that he was the prophet of hope and that he brought that message to us. And then we went to Malachi, you remember Malachi the hammer? His message started off, he dropped the hammer on the people, but he ended in love and we received the message of love from Malachi. And my favorite was Zephaniah. We discovered the beauty and the wonder that God was so full of joy, was rejoicing over us that he began to sing. I love that. Your God is singing over you. You ought to hold on to that. Then we went to Micah, another go-to book in the Bible. I'm sure. And there the people received the promise of peace. And we too still receive that promise of peace. So this is the last technically official Sunday that we will have of Christmas. So we are coming from Jeremiah. I mean from Isaiah. It was not probably the first 
that you thought we would read. But I want you to know how significant of a prophet Isaiah was for us. He contributed to both the Jewish and the Christian traditions. His name actually means Yahweh is salvation. When you heard those words, I'm hoping in a way you listened to them as if you were speaking them, because there is a lot of controversy, a lot of different studies say it was God speaking, it was somebody else speaking. They're not really clear who is speaking those words, and I found that interesting. But I want you to think about you were saying those words. You know, this is typically the day that we start thinking about and reflecting on our past year, what we have done, what we didn't do. Um, some of you will attempt to make resolutions or declare that we will do things. The trouble is we have trouble following through with what we say we're going to do for the next year. Um, some resolutions won't even make it through January 1st, depending on how your team does in that ball game. I'm worried about Monday, I'm just telling you. I got, I got a lot there. But it's the time that we naturally reflect on our spiritual and faith journeys. And each person's journey is unique. But today, let's reflect back on that from where we came from the pulpit. What you heard over the last year on very significant, very particular Sundays. You know, we walked, if you can remember, all the way back to Lent. We journeyed to Jerusalem, to the cross, to the resurrection on that Easter through the I am statements of Jesus. I am the wine, I am the good shepherd, I am the bread of life, I am the resurrection. I am the Alpha and the Omega. That was a long time ago, it seems like, doesn't it? Then I asked y'all to think about why you were a United Methodist as I gave y'all my I am statements about why I chose, and we actively choose to be United Methodists. Then we just heard how we got to Bethlehem and to the Nativity. But what was your spiritual journey this past year? What did you do in your prayer life? What did you do praising God and giving thanks to God? What about your efforts to be the hand and feet of Jesus? What about your personal relationship with God? Now I'm going to tell y'all I give credit to people who influence or give me an idea for a sermon. And sometime back when it was still really, really hot, which could have been November, but it was further back than that, some of y'all know Dennis Martin from Trinity. And we were talking about if the choir was going to do a Christmas special. 
And he said, yeah, there's been talk of it. We're going to do one. He said, but I always want to sing John Lennon's Happy Christmas. And I sort of giggled and said, okay. And I couldn't figure out Happy Christmas. I've never, I don't think I've heard Happy Christmas. And then I went home. And I looked it up on YouTube, and it stayed in my head, that melody, for months. Colleen played it for us right as I was lighting the candles. Are you familiar? If you're a certain age, you are familiar with that song. John Lennon, and it says, the melody um, stuck in my head. The lyrics, when you read them, actually ask a very poignant question. So this is Christmas, and what have you done? So I ask you, so this is Christmas, what have you done? You know, we can do nothing about the last year, even if that may not have been the way we wanted our faith to live out. We can't do anything about that over the last year. We may not have prayed your prayer life may not have been exactly what you desired. You may reflect back on it and say, I didn't have, I wasn't the hands and feet of Jesus as I really wanted to be. I struggled to have that right relationship with God that I so very much needed. But here's the positive. We can make a decision today to do something about our spiritual journey and our growth for 2024. You sit there and you say, how, Beth, can we do that? I love it when y'all ask the right question at the right time. Thank you for that. I'm going to tell you, you can decide to do it. If you're going to be making resolutions, you can make that resolution about your spiritual life and your relationship with God on this day. And Isaiah gave us three statements that we can begin with. <clears throat> I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. I will not keep silent. I will not rest. I will greatly rejoice. Here again, Isaiah 61, 10, 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exalt in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. Is that not a reason for you to rejoice? Amen. The person speaking these words knew this, and they knew they were blessed. We are clothed with garments of salvation. We are covered with the robe of righteousness. The writer of those words held on to that, knew it, and he rejoiced in it because he was blessed. Do you know it? Do you know that you are truly blessed as a child of the one true God? And if you know it, are you willing to rejoice over it? I will not keep silent. How can you keep silent? Amen. Why would you want to keep silent? 
You have been given these gifts out of everything that you have received. These are the greatest gifts. You have been given to give salvation and righteousness. You did not earn them. Nothing you can ever do can earn them. Our God gives them to us. And we celebrated that last Sunday in the birth of a little tiny baby. Those are the greatest gifts we can give. If you genuinely believe that this tiny baby is your Lord and Savior, you have been given salvation and righteousness from our God, then why aren't you, why aren't we proclaiming this to each other and outside the four walls of this church? Why aren't we proclaiming loudly the joy of the good news of Jesus Christ? I will not rest God has work for us to do. Work for you to do. Work for Birch Chapel to do. It says there is great work for you to do. You know, you hear the words every Sunday, either in the offertory <coughs> prayer or the prayer of the people. And I say it for a reason. You hear, let us say yes again to you, Lord, yes to being the hands and feet of your Son, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. These are not said casually. They are not used as filler words, just so I can have a little bit longer prayer. They are a words of a prayer for me, for you, for each one of us, for this church. They are a prayer said as a call to action. Where God needs us, we ask Him to use us. Whether it be in the plans for this church, for the church universal, our own personal Christian action. Where He calls us, we say, put me in, coach. If you want me to sit on the bench, fine. If not, put me in where you need me. You know, sometimes we think the most, we just do small, insignificant things. But everything you do, everything we do collectively, when we do our best for God, can bring about change. We can be the agents of change in this world for our Lord and Savior. Just as Isaiah writes to remind us, he says, remember, we are adorned with God's righteousness through Jesus Christ. You may be familiar with Romans 3, 22. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe in him. This truth should fill your heart with joy and motivate us to respond to God's love. As recipients of God's salvation, we are called to cultivate righteousness 
and offer heartfelt praise to God, not to be silent. We should not ever be silent in our praise and thanksgiving to God, but proclaim His goodness. All that we do, our actions, our attitudes, and our words should reflect the righteousness that God has graciously bestowed upon us. I will extol, extol the Lord at all times. His praise will be on my lips. Psalm 34.1 You cannot be a believer and be silent. We are called to shine, not to rest. We are called to shine forth God's glory to the world. Followers, believers of Christ are called to be the light in this world, reflecting God's glory through our actions, attitudes, and our words. All that we do should draw others to God. We are to testify to his transforming power and to witness to everyone about our Lord and Savior. Matthew 5, 16 says to us, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I will is an action phrase. An emphatic statement of what your actions will be. Over the next year, let's hold each other accountable. Over the next year, maybe we want to add on to those I will statements. If you're thinking about what you want to do next year, start with your spiritual journey, with your faith journey. So, this is Christmas. What have you done? But more importantly, what will you do? Amen and amen.